Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 86. The Justin McCarrens of Sodes. Oh, Justin McCarrens. No love to Anthony Ferkser, huh? Now, listen, before you like, before you take this as a shot to Anthony Ferkser. I uh, always go modern. You go throwback. That's how I this go works. Throwback, right. And that's why we make, we're like the best buddy cop. Of all the Titans podcasts out there, we are the best body co- buddy cop duo out there, I would say. Because you're, you're like the, the hot young rookie. And I'm like the season veteran. <laughs> you know, you're the Mel Gibson. I'm the Danny Glover <laughs> of this lethal weapon. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. And you're like, you're running off of jumping off buildings. That's how, that's the, the dynamic we bring here on the Tighten Up podcast. But no, this is the Justin McCarrens of Sodes. Uh, Justin McCarrens uh, ran really fast. So Anthony Ferkser could run a little bit slower because he's a tight end, different positions. Uh, Justin McCarron's played four seasons for the Titans, 2001 to 2003, and then 2008. Uh, people forget about that. He came back, but the prodigal son returned, highlighted uh, uh, by his 2003 season in which he had 47 catches for 813 yards and seven touchdowns, one of only five Titans ever to return a punt for a touchdown. And that's how typical of that is – is in Titans history where a wide receiver has like a moderately good year. And then the next year he's out the door. He's like, I'm going to a better team. Uh, I'm going to say Justin McCarron's how he has to be one of the most underrated Titans wide receivers. And look, don't get me wrong. Being a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, that's going to happen to you. You're probably not going to get the love you deserve. You're probably not going to get the stats you deserve. But Justin McCarron's, I mean, he was solid for years. Definitely. He, he, was a, he was a critical member of that offense. People forget how great Justin McCarron's is. Uh, also, it could have been, uh, outside of the Anthony Ferkser of Sodes, also could have been the Roydale Williams of Sodes. See, I wouldn't have minded that either. <laughs> Classic. I love Roydale Williams. We talked about, we, we had him on to Remember the Titan not too long ago, mm-hmm. where I believe the joke was, uh, if you say his name fast enough, people thought that you had Roy Williams on your team. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you what know? we said. Yeah. Oh, my favorite Titan of all time, probably Roy Dell Williams. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, Roy Williams? Yeah, He's yeah. Titan? Roy, Roy Dell Williams. Uh, I'm sorry, what are you saying there in between Roy and Williams? Uh, nothing, nothing. I just love Roy Dell Williams. <laughs> uh, all right. Look, you've heard the phrase all gas, no breaks. Well, our phrase this week on this sode, no guest. All hype. All right. Yes. We are going right. all in. We said, you know, we said, should we get a guest this week? And we like, you know, we we, we reached out super late to uh, <laughs> to our guy, <laughs> Drew Bennett. 
no response, which is fine, which is fine. He's probably golfing. He's probably golfing with famous people, right? And now. yeah, he hangs out with like professional baseball players. Right. Talk about uh, you know, modern and 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 throwback. Drew right. Bennett is forever current. Definitely. And that's that's kind of on us for not uh like kind of waiting so late to try and get we didn't guest. need a guest this week, but, anyways. There's but, so much to talk about. Right. We, and we and Jack and I told told each other, we said, you know what, we'll just sell it that. Sunday's win was so big that we decided to go no guest. So that's what we're doing. We decided mm-hmm. to go no guest because of that win on Sunday. It was, so it was our choice, not Drew Bennett's uh, choice. Right. We're going to talk about so much about this game. Uh, what, was it possibly the most complete game of the Mike Vrabel era? I don't know. People are asking, and those people are Jack and I. Uh, the Titans defense is playing at in a, a rate that we have not seen in a long time. We'll get into that. Uh, talk some Bobby Hart. And you're like, who the heck's Bobby Hart? It was a, it sounds like an NHL Hall of Famer. Uh, no, he's also a Titans uh, backup offensive lineman who saw some playing time. Derrick Henry's MVP case, of course, naturally. I mean, it wouldn't be a Titans podcast if we weren't hyping uh, the king. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the return of the Kern. And uh, Colts hate week this week. Plus, oh, yes. remember the Titan to get out of here. Yeah. Colts hate week hits a diff- little bit different. Isn't every week really Colts hate week? That's that's a good point. I It's tough to argue that, Jack. Uh, but uh, before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from the Trenches Gallery. The Trenches Gallery, located at 906 Buchanan Street in Nashville. It's owned and operated by Christian and Keith Fulton. That's right, CV1 for the Tennessee Titans. You guys have to go check it out. It's an art gallery with the latest fashion trends. Shirts, shoes, pants, hats, even paintings. You name it, they've got it. They have all the hottest brands in fashion, including Paper Planes, Cashville, Bape, and Supreme. They create all sorts of new and cool clothing designs right in their shop in their one-of-a-kind design lab located in the back. It's the only place like it in Nashville. There's no other place in Nashville with their one-of-a-kind design lab. I mean, that sounds so awesome. If you can't stop by in person, make sure to check it out online where you can look at some of their impressive inventory at thetrenchesshop.com. You can also find them on Instagram where I urge you to be following them at the Trenches Gallery where you can view all of their new items so you can get yours before they run out. Go check them out at the Trenches Gallery on Instagram or online at thetrenchesshop.com. And a little teaser for you out there listening, make sure you're following them. There's going to be a giveaway coming up this week. Make sure you're following the Trenches Gallery and A to Z Sports, and you're going to have a shot to win some pretty awesome merch. Now let me tell you about Elite Water. The Tennessee Titans on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs aren't the only thing that's, that is elite. You know what else you can find at the Trenches Gallery, the aforementioned Trenches Gallery from my partner in crime, Jack Gentry? Elite Water. Elite Mm -hmm. Water is based in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is water sourced from natural springs in Mount Palomar, all the way out in California. Okay, ever heard of it? This is organic water that does not contain all of the man-made additives that you'll find in some of these other water brands. You know which ones I'm talking about. (coughs) Pisani, (laughs) rhymes with. Uh, The Elite brand is all about bettering yourself and putting yourself and your body in a position to where you can accomplish anything. Order yours now online at elitewater.co. That's elitewater.co. Or swing by the trenches to pick up a fresh case. All right. You can also find them on Instagram at elitewater1. Listen to me. 
listen to me, everyone. Stop what you're doing. Pay attention, okay? Be yourself. Be elite. Drink elite water. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is October 27th, 2021. And do you hear that? Do you hear that noise? What's that noise? Let me ask again. Do you hear that noise? Jack David Gentry, I ask you again, <laughs> do you hear that noise? That's not my middle name. Definitely Jack, not. It, it's but a I hear a noise. It's a rhetorical question, okay? Because I know you do hear that noise, all right? That sound is the sound of the Tennessee Titans hype train. Chew, mother trucking, chew. Choo -choo. All aboard. All right, the 69,000 plus in attendance on Sunday, setting a new Nissan Coliseum record, wasn't the only thing that was nice. So that, that so was that <laughs> fat W. Not to be confused with the fat W. A-L-R-U-S. What up, Andy Reid? For the third straight time during the regular season, the Kansas City Chiefs tried to beat the Tennessee Titans. For the third straight time during the regular season, the Kansas City Chiefs failed to beat the Tennessee Titans. Now, this is a 100% serious question. Was that the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday or the Kansas Jayhawks? And look, Ooh. I mean no disrespect. To the Jayhawks. At least the Jayhawks had a chance of winning their game this weekend. And speaking of OU, Patrick Mahomes better figure it out sooner rather than later. If that's what it takes to win an MVP, then go ahead and give Derek his. Patrick Mahomes had never lost to the same team twice in his career. Not anymore. Patrick Mahomes had never gone an entire game without a touchdown pass before. And not anymore. Patrick Mahomes had never posted a passer rating as low as 62.3 in his never. career. Jack, say it with me. Not, Not anymore. anymore. What do you expect when you put the man on uh, two of the last three Madden covers, huh? Kermit the Frog says it's not easy being green. Well, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes says it's not easy after being paid green either. <laughs> and he says it like that too. The Titans sent Patrick Mahomes packing without a W and without an equilibrium. My man was looking woozier than a bachelorette on lower broad on a Saturday night. And if you think it's too soon to make concussion jokes, it's okay. He already cleared concussion protocol that same day. I mean, who is the chief's team doctor, Mr. Magoo? What do you have to, what do you have to do to pass a chief's concussion test? Breathe, <laughs> turn your head to the left and cough. <laughs> I mean, geez, I feel like the Patrick Mahomes has an easier chance of passing a concussion test than Andy Reid does a cholesterol test. I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> Kansas City, a place best known for their barbecue and burn ends, not known for getting slow roasted and burnt in the end zone. What's no up, way. Everyone? In fact, shout out AJ Brown. My man has been on a run since getting the runs. There's been a debate as to whether or not he's a wide receiver one. <laughs> well, there's no debate. He's a number two. And speaking of poop, back to the Kansas shitty Chiefs. All right. The only all-star the Chief had on Sunday was the special on their head coach's Waffle House menu play sheet. The Titans made Andy Reid look like Andy illiterate. Remember when this guy was heralded as the best coach in the sport? 
Yeah, I don't see it. In fact, I've never seen it. You know why? Because he's one in six all time against the Tennessee Titans. Andy Reid's kryptonite, the Tennessee Titans and salads. So Jackson <laughs> Mahomes, sorry we didn't have a memorial of a beloved dev, dead guy for you to dance on this week. But if you're looking for a corpse to disrespect, put your brother in, in a TikTok. You know, the same brother who failed to throw more touchdowns than the Titans running back. That's just brutal. Mm -hmm. I mean, too soon to call Patrick Mahomes a bust. And speaking of busts, go ahead and start molding Derrick Henry's for Canton. Take your L with a side of ketchup, Patrick Mahomes. Let's go, dude. Jack Gentry, these freaking Tennessee Titans. I, I've never been higher as a Titans fan since, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know when. It's been, it's been a long time since I've felt this good about the Tennessee freaking Titans. It's 2019 for me, um, after the Titans had beaten Baltimore. Okay, all right. Yes, when, when, so, so yeah. no, 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 but but here's here's where the similarity is. And I get it, you know, that was a, a, a postseason win to advance the conference championship game. This is just a measly weeks, what was it, week seven win. Yeah. Um, so so the Titans moved to five and two, but what each of those wins kind of told me was that the Titans are amongst the elite in the NFL. And, and there were big time questions early in the season. You get smoked week one by a Cardinals team that has surprised everybody this season. Then you get beat by the Jets in overtime without your two top playmakers at the wide receiver position in a game that no matter what you should win. They gave up seven sacks. They looked completely uh, flat that day. In the last two weeks, they have beaten the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming into the season, those were the two teams everyone was talking about. Now, everyone's talking about the Chiefs for the wrong reasons, and the Titans have entered that conversation. Now, the national media won't let you hear that. They won't, they'll only tell you how bad the Chiefs were and how Josh Allen slipped. But it's the Tennessee Titans who are the hottest team in football, proving that they can beat anybody in the league. While early in the season, they proved that, yeah, they can also lose to anybody in the league. But this is a new Titans team. They did it with replacements at key positions again. That is a theme this season. We question the Titans' depth heading into the season. Nobody doubted how, how elite and, and how how strong this Titans starting 22 were on offense and defense. Everyone agreed that there's a lot of talent there. But behind those guys, we're now finding out by bringing Greg Maven from, from Arizona on a plane to playing every single snap on defense to you know losing Taylor Lewan and then his replacement, Kendall Lamb, while Roger Stafford and Nate Davis also go down. Guys step up and fill in, and the Titans did not miss a beat. I seven to three. Most excited. I I think I'll yeah, and you make a good point. I the after beating um the Ravens in the divisional round, I'll say the most excited I've been in a regular season game in probably since probably since 2009 when Vince Young went on that run, uh, winning six straight games. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that that would be uh that would be when they started 0 and 6. Even those games, I mean, those were those, those all felt really tight and came down to the wire in most cases. This one was, I mean, it was a blood feud. Yeah, this was dominant to start to finish. And going back to what you said about how the national media won't give the Titans respect, that's fine. I'm out. I'm honestly, I don't need it. They I'm, don't. I'm, I'm, I like. I like the Titans not getting love. I love the Titans not getting respect. In fact, I, <laughs> you know, you know me, how much I want Derrick Henry to win MVP. 
I feel like people are jumping on the Derrick Henry for MVP bandwagon a little too soon. Like, I don't want that. I don't want it this early. Like, I want to play the disrespect card all season long. They thrive in that underdog role, don't they? Exactly. And that's that's the reason why. I, I think we've been Titans fans long enough to know what happens once they start to get a little bit of attention and once they start to like turn like turn some heads so look if people want to keep saying oh well the titans won because the bills lost and the chiefs lost that's fine with me and and look and i think two things can be true about this week's game the the kansas city chiefs are broken they are really bad like and and i mean that i mean that definitely defensively they're they're playing at a horrible historically bad defensive team i i saw something that um what was it? The 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 greatest show on turf, the 2000 Rams were, or the, excuse me, the 99 Rams yes. were the, uh, they set the record for most yards per play by an offense in NFL history. It was something like, was it 7.6? Or no, no, seven, seven yards per play. The Chiefs are giving up 7.6 yards per play. So the Chiefs are giving up more this season than the Rams had historically as the best offense in the NFL. In history so the chiefs the chiefs defense is hideous and i knew that i i was actually i wasn't nervous when the titans offense was on the field i knew the titans were going to move the football and i knew they were going to score a lot of points what i did not expect was their offense to be as broken as they were look this chief's offense is not last year's chief's offense nor is it the year before that this chief's offense is is struggling they don't have an offensive line and all that so two things can be true the Chiefs can be really bad and really broken, but the Titans could also be putting together a really good game plan and putting together a solid a solid game overall. So I think it, I think both can be true, especially this week. The Chiefs lost that game, but the Titans also won it. The Titans put together a really good performance. And Jack, I feel like I'm just going to ask the question. All right. And maybe this may be me going Uber sports talk radio host, but was that the most complete game in the Mike Vrabel era? I don't want to play recency bias, but I'm, I'll be hard pressed to think of a better performance start to finish than that one. So I'll say this, that was in a game where you come in as underdogs. I think on Sunday, they, you know, when we woke up, they were six point dogs. It got bet down to four. The Titans weren't expected to, number one, win this game. Number two, I don't think anyone, not even Titans fans, predicted this. Kevin Byard, the reason why I wanted to discuss this was because Kevin Byard, after the game, said that he thought it was, it was the most complete game since he's been here. Um, and when, when you hear that from Kevin Byard, a defensive leader who, by the way, has completely reemerged. He's tired. It might be playing better. I, I said last week he's, he remind, he's showing flashes of when he was an all-pro. He might be playing better than when he was an All Pro, and that—that's fine right now. That—that's what I want because Kevin Byard, he's not having an All Star or a Pro Bowl type season. He's having an All Pro type season. Yeah. There's nobody at the safety position that is doing what Kevin Byard is doing right now. And when he says something like, you know, this is the most complete win. This was his quote: "Probably since I've been here, the most complete win we have had from start to finish." It doesn't matter what you do previous weeks and stuff like that. Every single game, you got to come out here and bring it. You got to prove it every single week. So obviously we know how explosive that offense is. So to hold them to only three points, you have to give a lot of credit to the defensive line. And what I've been hearing, Austin, is that, oh, this Kansas City Chiefs offense is not the same. It's it, Look, it's clearly not. They, they had to deal with a lot of offensive line, uh, mo moving pieces on the offensive line. 
Um, they're starting a six-round pick, Trey Smith, who went to Tennessee, who got abused on Sunday. Um, but at the end of the day, this Kansas City Chiefs offense is still explosive. They still have Tyree Kill. They have Travis Kelsey. And heading into Sunday's game, they were averaging 30 points a game. They lost to three good teams in the AFC. They lost to uh, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Ravens. Those are, in a lot of people's opinion, the top five teams amongst the top five teams in the AFC. Definitely. But but before Sunday, they were still scoring 30 points a game on the offensive side of the ball. Right. So when the Titans hold them to three, it's not about how good the Titans have been, even though nobody's come close. The Bills came the closest, holding them to 20 points in a dominating performance of their own in prime time. But the Titans held them to three points. Yeah. And, and Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid still is Andy Reid. That offense still has key pieces. But for the Titans to hold them to three points, I'm not going to say this is the most complete performance because, you know, in the second half, the Titans didn't score. But that was the complete – that was the most complete half of football, that first half, that I have seen in the Mike Vrabel era. I agree with Kevin Byard. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And uh, I'm going to be littering in little Jim Wyatt stats throughout this so Do it. He there's so many. There's there's so many to love. There's a lot. Uh, and And going off of your – your point about the three points. Uh, this is something never before seen in the Patrick Mahomes era of the Chiefs, but even further back than that. In fact, I think you'd have to go back to, I'm, I'm going to guess like Brody Croyle as the Chiefs <laughs> starter uh, since the, the three points they had on Sunday uh, made up Kansas City's lowest total since a 38-3 to loss at Denver on December 30th, 2012. Shoo. Jack was still in diapers back then. Okay. That was the final Chiefs game before Andy Reid was hired as head coach in 2013. So that right there should tell you that in the Andy Reid era, they've never been held to that few of points ever. No, and they haven't been held without a touchdown in the Mahomes era outside of the Super Bowl loss. Right. right. So, so this Titans defense, yeah, they got they got a bad Chiefs team, but that Chiefs offense still has guys. And, and the Titans defense should not they should not be getting buried when, when people are talking about this performance because the Chiefs' offense is having a down year because ahead of this game, they're still averaging 30 a game. Begs the question, Jack, are the Titans playing at a Super Bowl level right now? I mean, on, on defense? Chiefs, or it, it, The Chiefs haven't been shut out since the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. Titans just uh, kept them out of the end zone. So are Titans playing at a Super Bowl level? By the transitive property, you'd have to say yes. You'd you? have to say yes. You'd honestly, you'd have to. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think I think the offense played great. I think the defense played great. Most of all, not should should not be overlooked. Not a single missed kick. Huh? How about that? No. And uh, the, I was listening to Titans radio on the way home, and they were like, you know, in years Wait, past, did you go when, to the game? Did you go to the game? No, I have to work the games with Austin and Zach. So. So when we, when I was driving home, okay, uh, Titans radio, uh, post game show, Mickey Ryan, all those guys do a great job. They do a great job. We love them. We love Mickey Ryan, especially, but they were saying how in, in years past, the Titans would put up these performances where they beat the hell out of a team, but something would go wrong. A kick would be missed. A, you yes. know, a punt would be right. shanked. That or, didn't or like happen. Rabel would make a decision that would really make you scratch. Yeah. Your head, yeah. He would, he would punt from plus battery. territory. Yeah. Yes. Just, just something would be wrong. On Sunday, nothing went wrong. No. I mean, outside of the Titans kind of just taking their foot off the gas pedal, which they didn't need to score any more points in the second half. But, uh, I mean, 
that was about as well as you could have played against the Chiefs, against a team that they they have a lot of confidence in. And if you see the Chiefs in the in the playoffs, if you're the Titans, and vice versa, if the Chiefs see the Titans in the playoffs, there's going to be a mental edge. A little they've kind of owned us. Titans two and zero against the Chiefs in Nissan Stadium. And guess what? If they meet in the playoffs, that's most likely where they will meet in the playoffs in Nissan Stadium. Oh, Nissan Coliseum. Right, Nissan Coliseum. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you corrected yourself. Uh, I'm going to say a statement, and then I'm, but I'm also going to include the fine print. I want you to tell me uh, if you know what the statement is and where what the fine print is. Okay. Okay. Patrick Mahomes has never beaten the Tennessee Titans in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 2019, AFC Championship game, he right. got us. Yeah, we don't have to count that one. No, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Who, who counts playoff wins, honestly? Yeah, right. The, I mean, the, the record book doesn't, if you think about it. That's uh, true. Stat, the stat books don't. So why do we? Why should we count the postseason? It's a subcategory. It's, it, yeah. You're judged really by counts. what you do in the, in the regular season. Right. Like, if it, when Patrick <laughs> Mahomes goes to the Hall of Fame, if he goes to the Hall of Fame, I mean, geez, a couple more games like you put up on. Sunday. Yeah, he, he's out. He's completely. Yeah, he off might be the out ballot. of the league in, in four weeks, let mm-hmm. alone in the Hall of Fame. But uh, in the Hall of Fame, when they say his uh, career passing yards numbers, those will all be regular season passing yards. None of them will be in the playoffs. So nobody, <laughs> nobody even cares about the 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 playoffs. And we we talked to when we talked to Zach Mettenberger last week, which by the way, if you didn't listen to that, go listen to that. He was hilarious. Yeah. We determined that wins is only a quarterback stat when it helps your argument. Right? Not not all the time are wins and losses a QB stat, but in Patrick Mahomes' case, in the regular season, 0-2 against the Titans, that counts. Wins gotta judge a quarterback by his wins and losses. Yeah, wins mean as much to a quarterback as they do to a pitcher in baseball. You know, it's like it's only a stat that you throw out uh, when it helps your your case. Yes, exactly. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, yes, let's, let's talk, talk about, about that defense. They, this defense was flying to the damn football, dude. They were playing with an energy I haven't seen personally since 2019. This defense is—I don't want to say they're fixed, uh, but they are—they're just playing tough. They were playing, you know, it's funny. They got Tennessee tough draped all over the walls at Nissan Coliseum because that's what this team is playing like. It is, it's, it's, it's fun to watch them on defense again because you never know. Like they, they may get a sack. They may, when, when they make tackles in the open field, you see like eight jerseys swarm to the football, which honestly, even last year, you rarely saw that. You rarely saw that as regularly as we're seeing it now. They, last year, it seemed like they were thinking too much. Yes. You know, they were thinking before they were just just acting. You know, instinctually, and the that's what I've seen this year. Completely different, I'd say too. You know, not like confident. It seems, like, it seems like this defense is energized. Like they are all f- like swarming to the football. Last year, it just seemed like maybe one guy would make a tackle, and, and then they'd like get back to the huddle. You know, like. Now it's like this team is this team is hype. They're creating turnovers. Kevin Byard, going back to Kevin Byard again, that punch out on Patrick Mahomes for the fumble, that was incredible. Yeah. Like, so well timed. Looked like damn Peanut Tillman. Okay, there. let me say this. Jack's complaints, just one complaint there. How come every time uh, you know uh, 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 somebody punches out a fumble, it's got to be a Peanut Tillman reference? Because you know what? I understand. Look, I was look, don't don't forget when Jay Cutler was in Chicago, that was my team. Right, right. No, it's well, it was my it was my one B. It was it was my one B. Obviously, one A suffered through the wizard hunt air with all of you. Podcast, don't admit to liking another team, dude. But uh, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, can we give Peanut Tillman a, a damn rest? 
can we can we can we credit Kevin Byard without saying, oh, that's a peanut no, tiller, I'm, that's a peanut I'm punch. Actually, no, I'm actually going to go against you on this one. I'm actually going to fight on behalf of Peanut Tillman, who is oh, not here to represent himself. You've okay? moved to Chicago, so look, you have to take that right, stance. Right, right. Look, the Bears are now my <laughs> my 1B team, okay? Yeah. Look, hey, Trust me, it's not fun. Tighten up and bear down. That's what I'm saying all season, <laughs> uh, mainly because they don't play each other. But, no, Peanut Tillman, he's known for that, okay? Yeah. That would be like, that would be like someone uh, – injecting a vat full of anabolic steroids into their ass and hitting a massive amount of home runs and not comparing them to Barry Bonds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, that's All right, he, like, I'll, that's I'll back down. It's like, it's like if someone, like, like if, if like every single <laughs> reference you threw out went over someone's head, that person would be compared to Jack Gentry because that's what you do best. Like, it's No, just- that's only movies. That's only movies. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm with it on the sports references, but the movies, you've seen too many. I'm just saying, look, Peanut Tillman, he's known for punching out footballs. That's all I, I, have, I understand. I, I understand. Take the one thing that man has. But it just seems like every time on any broadcast, the, the uh, football is punched out. Oh, it's the Peanut Tillman punch. And uh, do we have we agreed to call it that? Have we all agreed to just call it the Peanut punch every time somebody punches it? I think everyone else has. I don't know why. You, it's like it's like if someone uh, returns a, a kick. Maybe this is. Just, I think I'm being old man yelling at Cloud right now. I think you are. I legitimately okay. think you are. Like we switched roles. I think. Yeah, that's kind of bizarre. Devin, if someone returns a kick for a touchdown, they're going to be compared to Devin Hester. If someone punches out a football, should be compared to Kevin Dyson. Right. If someone, if someone uh, shoots and paralyzes someone in a strip club, they're going to be compared to Pac Pac Man Jones. Yeah. All right. Like it's just there are things you got to know when it comes to comparisons. Like they will, they will always live on until someone, until Kevin Byard gets like, I don't know, probably, I'll say seventeen more punch outs. Just he's only seventeen away. He's only look once he gets 17 more punch outs of football. It'll be the Bayard, the Bayard punch. Right. The Bayard, the Bayard blow. The Bayard blow. Ooh, that's kind of that could go a couple ways though. Kevin we may K. have to the Kevin KO. The Kevin KO. We'll we'll workshop it. We're yeah, workshop. we'll work. We're working on it. But anyways, we have the, 17 more to still to, to have time. Uh, on the getting back on the track with the defense. The defense had four sacks, the Chiefs had three punts. Bud Dupree got his first sack on Sunday. Danico Autry is playing the best football he's played in two-tone blue. He had two sacks. Harold Landry is second in the NFL with seven and a half sacks. Can, he had one on Sunday. Can I throw out? Here's another one of my Jim Wyatts. You ready for this? Yes. Seven and a half sacks in 2021. Harold Landry tied William Fuller. Shot Now there's an Oilers. Yeah, remember the Oiler, 1991. And Kyle Vandenbosch, 2005. Mm. KBB. For most sacks by a Titans player through a season, through or through a season's first seven games since individual sacks became an official statistic in 1982. Now, Jack, think about this for a second. He is going to be so hard to pay. Harold Landry is having a better season this year than a man who was so good at what he did. He was nicknamed the freak. The freak, Javon Curse. Are you kidding me? Harold Landry's having a better season than Javon Kirsch did his rookie season. Kyle Vandenbosch, we know how great he was in 2005. Harold Landry is tied with him. Like, this is, uh, to me, Harold Landry deserves all of the utmost praise. Like, look, Kevin Byard, Harold Landry, these guys are leading the way for a defense that seems to be back. I'm not going to say they're fully back, but they, they're appearing like they're back. And they're still missing their best corner. Right? So it's a depleted secondary. So can I add one more name into that mix? And David Long. He is the most fun I have watching a linebacker. 
Yes, agreed. Talk about just doesn't think at all. He knows where to be. He puts his head down. He makes plays. Another TFL on Sunday. He's always towards the top of the leaderboard in, in terms of tackles. He flies around the place. I love him. He's everywhere. Reminds me of Jayon Brown from two years ago. Yeah. Like this is he is he is a lot of fun. And the, speaking on the depleted secondary, it's a good thing that Harold Landry's having the year he's having because he's getting to the quarterback quick, not giving quarterbacks time to throw against a, a secondary that is literally being held together with glue and duct He's tape. making those guys look so good, and he's giving Kevin Byard, who, who's, whose best trait is just, you know, you know he, he's got great ball skills. He's very opportunistic. Yeah. He's giving Kevin Byard chances to make plays, whereas last year the defensive line was, was forcing Kevin Byard to kind of be all over the place at once. This year they got to, the quarterbacks have to make a quick decision. Let me read some stats. Okay. Because and yeah. I don't want to I don't want to go full on um F words. But what did we say? <laughs> what did we say the the before the season? We we said if the Titans have a top 16 defense, there's no reason why they shouldn't be playing for a Super Bowl. Here's some numbers. The Titans rank first in the NFL in quarterback pressures. That's what we were talking about is making it easier on the secondary. Third and QB hurries, which is kind of, you know, a, a, a correlated stat there. The Titans defense in the red zone tightens up. No pun intended. Oh, that's, I hate that because that's not, I didn't want to make a corny joke. No, but hey, no, hey, look. That was unintentional. Do you know who you're talking to? That was unintentional. No, but make it intentional. <laughs> Admit it. Admit it. Own that, dude. That was, if that was a pun, that was a hell. I of didn't a mean for it to be a pun. That but just, was the great. sentence worked like that. That was the and verb that I needed. Take credit for it. Even look, do you think I it I mean all of the bad puns that I give all the time? Yes. No. no? Well, most of them. Yes. Mostly. But some of them I don't, and I still take credit for them. Okay. Well, then you know what? I did that on purpose. That one. The, the defense tightens up. <laughs> Seventh in the red zone defense. Opponents are only scoring a touchdown fifty percent of the time when they're in the in the red zone. The Titans defense can will bend, but it won't break. And, they and then podcast too. Titan. Who saw this coming? Ninth in sacks. Ninth. I, this is this is this is a team. This is a team that literally they they had 19 total sacks last season as a team. 19. Harold they have Landry, 17 this season. Harold Landry has almost half that by himself. Yes, yes. halfway through the season. And then the other numbers are 16 points per game, 16 in takeaways, 16 in third down percentage, which is a huge improvement. They're 40 percent. The defense is allowing 40 percent of third down conversions that is compared to 53% last year. Jack. Huge improvement. This defense is playing like a team that or a defense that can possibly help, you know, win a Super Bowl, get to a Super Bowl, whatever you want. This defense is playing up to par where this where they're allowing the offense to kind of take it over and, and win these games by themselves, but on Sunday, that defense won the game. This defense isn't the only thing that's stiff right now. Okay. Look, I'm excited for this. Oh like it's it it feels good to finally have both sides of the ball working. Like it like last year, the freaking the the offense was amazing. The defense was pathetic. And we and it, going back to what you said, we legitimately talked about it. If the Titans defense last year, what they ranked like 32nd or something, maybe 30th, I don't know. They were so bad. On third down, they were last in the league. If they could have been, I don't know, 15th or 16th, not even like the best in the league, but like middle of the pack, that I think the Titans play for a Super the Bowl. The sky is the limit. At very least play for an AFC title. So I, I, I'm just, I, I think that it's, it's nice to see that they are now, they are now. Holding their weight. Well, yes. And, and it should not be understated. They played 
their best defensive game on Sunday when they had what, like 18 guys on the IR. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, they're, they're depleted and they're still playing like guys. They started a guy in Greg Maven who was on a practice squad in Arizona and he played every single snap only allowed one catch for six yards. Incredible. Oh, Matt, look at what this defensive line is doing. They're making and, Greg Mabin look like an all-pro corner. Right. And it and, and again, they didn't play at the Jaguars. It may have looked like it on Sunday, but they didn't. The they played the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that has been known for their offense since Patrick Mahomes took over for Alex Smith. Like that is it should not be understated enough. Sure, they're they're broken, they have their problems. But you know what? The Titans forced a lot of problems for them. So it it goes it goes both ways. Um, hey, let's talk about uh, Bobby Hart. Well, yeah, it's uh, so on the, on the Titans' offensive side of the ball, they dealt with Bobby Hart. Who had heard of this guy coming? How about into that for a transition? Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Bobby Hart now. Well, so. Yeah. Hey, let's immediately abruptly end this conversation about our, our team's amazing defense <laughs> and talk about just a guy. Like I could have so, thrown out any name there and people have been like, it's not just Bobby Hart, you know, cause the Titans on the offensive offensive line, they suffered a few injuries on Sunday. Lamb goes down at left tackle. So Bobby Hart goes in Bobby Hart, a guy who no one had heard of heading into the game. Really? Bobby Hart sounds like a guy who had a one hit wonder in the eighties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then to make matters worse, at different points in the game, Nate Davis goes down. Roger Stafford goes down. So they have to swing Dylan Radens. He played both guard positions. And finally, we get to see what Dylan Radens looked like. He looked fine. He yeah. graded well on PFF, which nobody knows how PFF really grades anyways. But if it's good, we take that and we run oh, with it. It's like it goes back to quarterback wins or whatever. Does it help you? Use it. Look, yeah, if the PFF grade is good, oh, we will run with that stat all day. And I know, uh, is it the F-words pod? They make fun of PFF grades all the time. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I assume so. They probably case, have their own metrics for. Uh, for yeah, the, right. Yeah, they probably do. But in that case, if they make fun of PFF grades, then we are fully embracing PFF grades. PFF yes, grades are, are. Are, are, That's are our metric. That's our beef this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and here's the thing. Here's so so you play that well in the offense. I don't think they gave up a sack. Derrick Henry, you know, he, yards per carry didn't look good, but he he made a lot of things happen. Uh, over eighty yards. And um, just having to play Derrick Henry, having to respect, you know, the ability of Derrick Henry that the Chiefs had to do in the box opened up a lot of things for the Titans. I think Austin Stanley tweeted out. Yes. Ryan Tannehill was six for six on play action. That, that big plays. Shout out to Austin Stanley. Um, that might have been my favorite stat from Sunday. Mm-hmm. Of all of the great – and there were so many good stats. That's fact, a Derrick Henry stat that doesn't – Sorry. I'm going to show up for Derrick Henry, but – uh, actually, the impact that he has yeah it was it was actually my second favorite stat my favorite stat from sunday <laughs> derrick henry having more touchdown passes than patrick mahomes isn't that just a noogie to the chiefs didn't mike Vrabel just noogie the chiefs and shove that them is, in a locker that is us kicking them square in the nuts that is that is uh grabbing their bowl of cereal uh or no pour, pouring them a bowl of cereal instead of giving them milk we just piss in the bowl and how about back-to-back weeks the titans Rip uh, reopen the wound against the Bills by running a, a version of the Music City Miracle. Now it was on a punt. Yes, yeah. But, but they're, they're like, hey, look what we can do. Remember when we did this to you guys? Trolling, completely trolling. Yeah. And then on a day where Patrick Mahomes can't move the ball at all, he has Derrick Henry throw a touchdown pass. Say you can't do it. Well, Patrick Mahomes can't do it. I, I bet Derrick Henry can. Derrick Henry was a better Patrick Mahomes on Sunday than Patrick Mahomes. Like that's that's so weird to say, but uh, it's true. And 
and, and it's funny. It's like, you know, every MVP voter is like, well, Derrick Henry can't win MVP because he's, he's a quarterback. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's a quarterback-driven league. Finish like, the so joke. Derrick Henry says, okay, all right. How's this for – here's a touchdown pass. What more do you need me to do? And, like, and shout out to uh, Jared Lorenzen, the last great oh, yeah. oversized quarterback to wear QB. 22 in all blue. Look, shout out to him. I think that was a nod to uh, the Pillsbury throw boy. Yeah, the, the blue and white game, Kentucky basketball happened over the weekend too. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We're, no. This is not a Kentucky basketball podcast. Yeah, that, that came out of left field. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited for basketball kind of. But I don't know if I'm ready for it. There's too many sports going on at once right now. I can't handle it. It's kind of we sensory are, overload. We are drinking from a fire hose. Right but Bobby Hart, back to Bobby Hart. Back to Bobby. Oh, I, oh, I thought we were on the Derrick Henry. Oh, Almost, okay. almost. We'll, we'll talk about Derrick Henry here in just a sec. Bobby but Hart. First, but first, Bobby Hart. Bobby, let's go back to Bobby Hart. Back to Bobby Hart was the name of his second album. Didn't do as well. So Bobby Hart is an interesting cat, you guys. And I followed him on, on Instagram right after I found out about all this. So he was a seventh-round draft pick. He played for the Giants a few seasons, then most recently played in Cincinnati. He has, he has said some very controversial – very controversial social media posts. And I mean, like, I dug and dug and dug for like 30 minutes before before Austin and I, I was I was I had a different plan for prepping for the show. And I got sidetracked for with Bobby Hart because I was like, everything that I saw got worse and worse. Right. And I was so, listening to Bobby Hart on Spotify. Uh that's right. So, yeah. So on a scale of zero hits. On a scale of zero to chance warmack, how controversial are we saying these uh social media was posts? chance warmack? controversial i think he was uh, freaking just bad isaiah wilson isaiah wilson well it it really depends i get get my offensive lineman busts mixed up a lot so i'll let you guys maybe we'll ask that question on the scale of one to isaiah wilson how controversial has bobby hart been um uh, over the last year and a half and i'll i'll let you guys make your own opinion i'm just going to tell you what's happened okay yeah you're just don't shoot the messenger here so in cincinnati Bengals fans kind of turned against the guy not because he was a, he was a bad player, um, because obviously tackles don't grow on trees, and Bobby Hart's a huge body, and, and, and you know he he played okay, but it was on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, he he was known for posting very strong anti-science, anti-vax posts. Which I mean, you make your own opinion. I don't care what you believe; it doesn't matter. But that's so. So that's one reason why Cincinnati Bengals fans were like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Then he went to anti-Black Lives Matter. Um, and, and so he drew, he drew criticisms from that in Cincinnati. And then to make matters even worse, you remember when Deshaun Jackson, um, put that quote up that that was widely uh, assumed that it was Adolf Hitler's quote, the anti-Semitic one, um, that that he had to like visit the Holocaust for or the Holocaust museum for, and, uh, and really all that is very anti, anti anti-Semitic. He took Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson's side in that. Oh, jeez. So, so I look, and, and I, this is not cancel Bobby Hart. That, we don't, we don't cancel on this podcast. No, 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 no. But that should, like, look. He just follow him on Instagram because who knows what could be what could be up there next. Unbelievable that you would ever like defend anyone who's like just straight up quoting Adolf. Hitler. Adolf Hitler, yeah. It's, Hitler, it's I, like when did. Like, is Hitler having a moment right now? Like, when did I thought he was always off limits? I thought he was always just like, oh, like it was like one thing that we all universally agreed on. He was an awful human being. Yeah. And we all hate him. But yeah. now all of a sudden there's like people being like, well, he wasn't all that bad. Like, what? Where, where's the, where have we gone? Where are we right now? 
It's been it's it look for Bobby Hart, it's been a wild ride. Um he said this was his exact quote. Look how fast they jump on D-Jack neck for trying to wake his people up. I'm not saying we hate Bobby Hart. I'm no. not saying he's a bad guy. Sure. I'm just saying that he came under fire for saying controversial things in Cincinnati and that I followed him on Instagram today just to kind of keep up because he's not a guy that anyone else, I don't think, when I, when I followed him, I think there were only two mutual follows, none relating to the Tennessee Titans, um, that followed the guy. Right. And so if anything happens, I'll be the first to let you guys know. Yeah. But Bobby Hart, he's he's had some controversy in his past. He he played has. a great game on Sunday, though. Strictly, you keep playing like that, Bobby Hart. Uh, I'm not going to say you can post whatever you want, but just right. Let's keep it quiet. Strictly reporting the news here, and look again, yeah. people change, and let's hope that there has been a uh, change of heart. Nice. <laughs> And this all all of this happened in the 2020 offseason. So he was just maybe he was busy, maybe he was in a bad place mentally. I don't know. But I'm just telling you what has happened. And nobody knows that. anything about Bobby Hart. So I figured, you know, if I come out hot with Bobby Hart news, maybe the streets will take it. I don't maybe. know. We'll see. Maybe. And but now look, we wait. Bobby Hart playing on the offensive line, paving the way for Derrick Henry, who uh here's another Jim White nugget. King Henry joined Ladanian Tomlinson in 2005 as the only players with 10 or more rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown in his team's first seven games of a season in the Super Bowl era. Um, you know how like uh both running like total touchdowns count uh, it, like for a like or like receiving and rushing touchdowns count yes like, for total touchdowns for a running back. Do passing touchdowns get thrown in that as well? I don't know, but that's his third of his career. Wait, and and so I think after one or two, then maybe they should start counting. Wait, is it the third? What was the what was the I well, I just know that that was his third passing touchdown. Wow. I uh, okay, there's one that I don't remember. I remember Baltimore, obviously, and I remember Sunday, but Let I didn't sure. had a third one uh in there. You might I mean you're probably right. I just didn't know that. Um here's another uh let, let, let's keep going with the Jim Wyatt nuggets. Uh Derrick Henry. Leads the NFL with 869 rushing yards, okay? Coming up this Sunday, he needs 131 to reach 1,000 yards and become the 11th player in league history to achieve the milestone in eight games or fewer. 1,000 yards in eight games or fewer. That's insane. Uh, but he would be the first to do it since DeMarco Murray in 2014. That was when he was with the Cowboys, right? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. I got excited when I read that. I was like, oh, sick. Titans have been a running back factory. Maybe that was his second touchdown. DeMarco Maybe. Murray doesn't get enough love for being in that uh, running back. I mean, I know he, like, started in Dallas, but, like, he had some great years here. In He's a 1,000-yard rusher. He's part of that club, which is not yeah. exclusive, which means if you pretty much are the running back for the Titans, you'll get 1K because you are expected yeah. to be great. Didn't Chris Brown have a 1,000-yard? A, a yeah, Chris Brown did. Um, yeah. Travis Henry did. Lindale White did. Chris Johnson did. Lindale White. Lindale White did. That would that has to be the only thousand yards Lindale White has run in his life. Yeah, well, he he probably runs a thousand yards a week to the liquor store to grab tequila. He's because he's remember he's on that tequila diet. That is true, Patron, baby, Patron. Derrick Henry MVP update. I like doing this every week just to see because every week he seems to jump people. Yeah, his odds didn't change from last week when they were at plus twenty five hundred, but he did jump Patrick Mahomes. Ah. <laughs> because he threw more touchdown passes. That's then. right. So the only people ahead of Derrick Henry now are Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Justin Herbert. I expect Henry to pass uh, uh, many of these dudes, probably all of them. You know but, what we should do? 
each week, we should do like a Derrick Henry MVP death pool. Like who's in front of Derrick Henry that's going to be knocked off this week? Oh, yes, we should. So wait, you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the list again. Josh Allen at plus 400. Kyler Murray plus 450. Uh, Prescott at 500. Brady at 750. Stafford at 800. Rodgers at 1400. Herbert at 1800. Okay. I think I I know where I'm going. Uh, Herbert. I'm going Justin Herbert. I'm going Herbert too. Okay. Well, then let's not both pick it. Okay. Well, I'm going Rodgers because uh, he's got two wide receivers out with COVID this week. And Ooh, the, the Cardinals, good. we all know how bad they can make them. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great call. Okay, all right. You got Rodgers. I got Rodgers. You got Herbert. I got Justin Herbert. Okay. And Derrick Henry is, is tied with Derek Carr, which, God, why is he up there? And then Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I understand why he's up there. Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is quietly putting together like an insane Yeah. Season. He you led know, the NFL it. in passing yards after the first month of the season, but – He's not built to last. We all and know. No, nobody wants to admit it. And I'm I am included in that nobody. I don't once that mascara he wears out on that field starts getting in his eyes. Oh man, it's gonna look ugly uh, for yeah. him. Oh yeah, for the ways in one running down his cheeks. Yeah. A lot of picks. Like, uh, yeah, it's gonna look like uh, that girl from uh Happy Death Day. Did you ever see that movie? No. Come on. Every movie, that, every movie. movie that you've seen, no, I know. Happy Death Day has come out within like the last like six years, dude. That's that's a movie that you very well should have seen. <laughs> And I believe it. I say, I swear to God, I've seen so many movies. I've, yeah, so I've many seen movies. Yeah. so many movies, but you have seen 39 times more than me. Yeah. And Happy Death Day is one of those. Another one I don't get. And I'm so going to get shit movies. on on Twitter by Eldon English for not watching this movie that I'm sure hey, he's watched. No, Eldon English has got my back. My man. Yeah, that guy knows all the movies too. Yeah, he gets every reference that I make on this podcast. And oh. I respect the hell out of that. Because look, and I, I get it. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I can't, I can't wait for that one day you reference a movie that I know better than you, and mm, I finally get my comeuppance. I'm to the point where I've, I've stopped believing it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, tell, yeah, don't, my confidence is shaken as well. I don't like. I feel like the only movies you watch are like Disney Channel originals. No, that's those are like the movies I don't watch. No, I'm a big thrillers and and rom coms and comedies guy. Yeah, yeah. Those are my three. That's my wheelhouse. Do you, Do you like horror movies? hate horror movies but i like the purge happy death day oh if you like the purge if you like the purge then you would love happy death day it's like a horror movie with like comedy mixed in i swear i'll watch it this week i'll watch it it's good and it's i'll come back with a reference next week there's a sequel happy death day to you do you see what they did there yeah with a number two probably yeah right exactly all right let's get back on track eric henry mvp uh Mm -hmm. that was our oh speaking of death Happy Death Day. That one more, our- one more question on Derrick Henry. Death pool. Yeah. Are you behind the the hashtag MV King? MV King. Yeah, that's the Titans are promoting the the hashtag MV King to kind of get ahead of Derrick Henry's MVP campaign. Do you think I, that that's the right name for the campaign? No, Do you, that's the I, right I hashtag. I don't love it to be honest. I don't love it either to be honest. I, mean, with I you. love it because it it's in referencing Derrick Henry winning the MVP. But like I think we very easily could have done. Better. I like HenVP better. H-E-N-V-P. Oh, without question. HenVP is so much better. But we can't go against the grain because now we're tearing down Derrick Henry's MVP if, game. If the Titans have tweeted it, we have to go with what the Titans Yeah. Have. No, I'm with you. And look, there's that doesn't mean I like times, it. There's not a lot of times I don't disagree with the Titans social media team. Nate Bain is a freaking monster. They crush it. We love him to death. Sometimes they listen to this podcast, and that's not I don't th- we love them. We love them. I don't think it was them that came up with it. I think I saw it from V Love on Twitter. And maybe he quote tweeted it or something. I don't know, but I think they kind of saw it online and ran with it. 
Um, but I wish they would have come to I, us. It's the same thing. Okay, what was the what was the formation that Derrick Henry ran on his touchdown pass? The King Cat. The King Cat, right? Why? Why? Why is it not the Wild King? Like that makes so much better. Like it makes. Ooh, so see, this is where we disagree. I like King Cat better. Okay, all right, I, all right, all right. You don't like Wild King, which I think just, I mean, it fits better. Wild King's all. Awesome. I think really what we've realized is that if you put King in anything, it'll it'll work. Sure, of course, naturally. Um, but I've got. How about this? You ready? If Derek, if number twenty two is getting the snap, the direct Henry. No. I've got to shut you down on that. Come on. I've got He's getting the direct snap, the direct Henry. Oh, come on. It's come only on. like a couple letters off from Derrick Henry. I see. Right. That's the, that's the, that's the play. That's something that's a joke that works well on paper. But when you say it, it's like, it doesn't really, the it doesn't, it Henry. doesn't, there isn't a, a land there. The, the direct Henry. <laughs> All right. Look, we're trying I'm, hard. They, trying hopefully the listeners can hard. tell we're, try, we're trying hard. over here trying. I am. I, yeah, I should have stretched before this podcast. Yeah. Damn. Uh, also, now's not probably the best time to do this, but please subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> please rate, review. Rate, uh, review, subscribe. Yeah, give us four and a half stars uh, to the Tighten Up Idiots and 0.5 stars to Buck. Um, Haven't had a review lately, yeah, like I any of the podcasts have. If you want to stand out, go review the podcast. We'll go read it. Review. Hey, look, look, it takes 15 seconds. And I'm not even joking when I say that. It legitimately, if you just scroll down to the bottom, if you're on Apple uh, Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom, leave a, leave a rating. And it like, because you're already logged into Apple Podcasts if you're listening to us right now. So just scroll into the bottom, type in like a subject, say, uh, you know, four and a half stars to tighten up idiots, 0.5 stars to buck. And then give us five stars. And then post the review. If you if you want to give us n zero stars, then look. Don't don't review it. <laughs> Only review it if you like it. It's the thought that counts. So uh, that's all that matters. Uh, all right, let's uh, before we finish the rest of this podcast, let's first get a word from DraftKings and the Ridge. The NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their first game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. And present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. And also, while I'm at it, while I'm cranking out ad, we, ad reads, Austin, I would be remiss to not get in a word about the Ridge. Yeah. I was at the Ridge on Monday night, ahead of the, ahead of the Monday night football game. I went there with a couple buddies. We got some food in their attic bar, which is awesome. <laughs> that Sat just down. sounds awesome. 
It, it's an upstairs bar, but it's inside. They've got multiple TVs, great a great bar seating uh, area, and a bunch of tables up there. It's an awesome place to watch a game. And it's located right off Charlotte Avenue and 54th Avenue in Sylvan Park. The Ridge is known for its originals on the menu. They've got mini sandwiches, the Chicano. They've got the Riginator. They've got all kind of stuff. Not Yo Mama's Barbecue Sandwich. Um, and they're all really something to behold. With sandwiches like these, it's really no surprise that the Ridge lays, cr- lays claim to one of the most unique menus in Nashville. And it's not all barbecue either. I had the catfish platter last night. They've got great mac and cheese, great baked beans I ordered with it. They've got hamburgers. They've got catfish. They've got bologna sandwiches. They've got veggie plates. Um, all delicious. It's a great place to watch a game too. Nothing goes with football like their game day wings. You can even wash them down. At the upstairs attic bar, which I was just talking about, with a couple of cold ones. And they have happy, their happy hour runs long and they've got great deals. The best part is that if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll receive a 10% discount on your entire order. Yes, you heard that right. Download the Ridge app to access their curbside contactless delivery if you're not stopping in, which you should, um, to safely enjoy Nashville's best barbecue. Head to the Ridge this weekend if you want to get out of the house to watch some football with some great food and a beer or two. They've also got liquor, whatever you prefer. When you go, because I know you will, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. So while you were doing those live reads, I was uh, scrolling Instagram uh, because I only half listen when you talk anyway. Yeah. Uh, the uh, And I noticed that the, the AFC playoff picture, as it stands right now, after hmm. seven weeks. Isn't it weird? It is so weird. It feels like... I don't even know what it feels like. I would say like, it it feels like if you simmed a season in NFL blitz 2000, like this is what you would get. Yeah. And yeah. That's about right. With these, with these teams that are up there, the number one seed in the AFC right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sorry. What is Corey Dillon still on that team? <laughs> TJ Hushmanzada, Chad Johnson. Yeah. What um, the hell? Uh, the, the number two seed, uh, the Raiders, they would be playing the Browns as the seven seed. The four seed and five seed is the Bills and the Ravens. They would be playing each other. And then your Tennessee Titans would be the three seed, as it stands yeah. right now, playing the Chargers. Uh, first of all, Titans have to figure out a way to get out of that. Like, if the Titans can somehow get a bye, that would be massive. Because, like, playing, not playing in that uh, – do they still call it the super wild card weekend? I don't know. I think it's just wild card weekend. Well, last it? week, remember they tried to make it like they tried to make super wild card. Well, because they they add, they added they expanded the wild card. Right, right. Are they doing that again now? Because I mean, there's still technically seven teams that make it on each either side of the playoffs. Yeah, um, with only one team receiving a bye, you're going to have three matchups in the yeah in the first week. Yeah, so yeah. I think they're so I guess you could call, it. but. Oh, gosh. Here's the thing. The only reason the Bengals and the Raiders are ahead of the Titans is because of their record in the conference. In the AFC, uh, in the AFC, the Titans have lost one game. The Bengals have lost zero. They're all five and two. The, the Bengals have lost zero games in the AFC, and the Raiders have also lost zero games yeah. in the AFC. After the game on, um, after the game on, uh, Sunday. unless they've lost one and have some other weird tiebreaker. After the game on Sunday, you know, I was feeling good. I was like, oh, the Titans are five and two. This is awesome. This is great news. And then, um, and then I realized, like, who else was five and two? 
And I suddenly felt less great about the Titans being five and two. No, but doesn't it make you feel better? Because you know that neither of those teams really are, are, are built to last 17 or 18 weeks. Oh, okay. Actually, I, I didn't, I not even thought the about teams, the, the teams that I'm worried about are the Ravens who have, who are very injured at every position, yeah. running back, offensive tackle. Um, they've been dealing with just about everything. Uh, they're five and two. And then, you know, teams that aren't out of the race, you got the chargers who are, you know, they've got a potent offense, but, I wouldn't mind playing them in the playoffs. I wouldn't mind playing the Bengals in the playoffs. I would love to play the Raiders in the playoffs. I think the Titans would handle the Raiders. I um, well, and it's funny, yeah. I think that Bills Ravens matchup is probably the two teams I'm most terrified of in the AFC. Yeah, you know, the Titans just beat the Bills. I think the Bills and the Ravens pose the biggest threat right now, where we stand. Only seven weeks, and there's still plenty of football left. Look, the Chiefs. I could very well see the Chiefs, and I know for as banged up and terrible as they looked on Sunday. I could see them like patching up some things and getting back to playing and like go on some win streak and then make it into the playoffs. Like I could see that. Happen. Yeah. It's a long I, season. Like that, that, and that's the point I'm trying they're to They're only three and four too. And their losses have, are four playoff teams at the moment. Right. It's a long, it's a long ass season people. Like, like you, you have to know that you, for the Titans sake, who are sitting at five and two and for like a team like the Jeets who are sitting at three and four, it's, it's a long season. A lot can change from now until, uh, the, the second week in January. How about this, Austin? For the remaining, what is it, 10 Titans games this season, at, at, the, at the current moment where everyone in the NFL currently stands record-wise, they only have two teams on their schedule with a winning record from here on out. The Titans are made to, to compete for that bye week. Yeah. You know, they, they've, in this four-game gauntlet that we circled before the season, we said, okay, Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams, that'll tell you who the Titans are. Right there will tell you if they're where they need to be or not. They're 2-0, and and they beat arguably – well, I, I want to say the Chiefs. The Bills were probably the toughest game on that schedule, in my opinion. I know that you go to L.A., but uh, AFC games just mean more. AFC tiebreakers, all of that. you got to have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Right. Um, that, was, that was as big as a win as, as you could really get on this. To start off 2-0, and and we said – what did we say? Two and two is a success. Two and two through this four game gauntlet. We said two and two. The Titans have already notched their two wins. So they're playing with house money right now. And it's, it's not out of the possibility that they drop these next two. But if you win this week on the road in Indianapolis, where you're currently for whatever reason, a one point underdog right now. Yeah. um, The Colts are going to look, they're going to be scrappy. This is their season. If they lose, they're not going to make the playoffs. Most likely you could win the division in week eight of the season, and then in a 17 game season, you yeah. could pretty much wrap this thing up, go up three games with the double tiebreaker. I guess it's still only a one a head to head tiebreaker, but still um, over yeah, the Colts. No, no and that, that's a good point. And we're let's let's get into that in just a sec. Uh, we'll talk about the Colts hate week before we before we get there. How many times? No, let me rephrase this. How many how many Titans podcasts will spend an entire segment? On the team's all-pro punter. Honestly, I don't know the answer. And I, should, I, I can I tell you that everyone should. Yeah, everyone should. Uh, but but I'll, I'll, the only one that I know of for sure is this one. Uh, Jack, join me in welcoming back Brett Allen Kern. He's back. It's the return of the Kern. The Coffin Kerner's back. The coffin and, cur- and, and, and he had a coffin kerner on two, two of them. Two inside two the five. Oh and Charles God. Davis, who we had on was last season, 
We told Charles Davis, for those of you who listened last year, or for those of you, I guess, who didn't listen last year, Charles Davis came on ahead of a Titans game, and we yeah, made a deal with the, him. Uh, before Steelers week last year, yes. And we, we made a deal with him. If Kern puts a ball inside the 5 or the 10? Well, we said 5. He expanded it to 10. He, he gave us extra. And that was a game where Brett Kern punted a lot. I forget who that was. But none it, were inside the 10. I think it was Steelers week because it was it like was Steelers it was week. two undefeated teams. So he was on the he was on the main broadcast board. Yeah. And we made a deal with him that if Kern put a ball inside the 10, he has to say coffin kerner. He doesn't have to tell what tell anyone where it came from. He just has to say the coffin kerner. Right. Kern does it twice inside the five this he week. He would do it. He, Charles said he would do it. And yeah, you're right. And then he goes in out and does it twice this week. He gave Charles Davis two opportunities to make good for last year, not doing it. Charles Davis f- let us down in a major way. Charles Davis, you let us down in a major way. I don't know that this podcast will ever recover from them. That was our moment to shine. And Charles Davis decided to take it away from us. We need to get him back on and just and just scold him. CD, we give you an F. That's right. <laughs> but no, but having Brett Kern back in all reality, how great is that? I and you know what? You don't you never realize what you got till it's gone. And credit to Townsend, like probably the first punter in like, I don't know, what feels like six years that has come in and, and actually punted decent in Brett his Kern first punt. You remember his first <laughs> punt was a shank. He shanked punt. his first one. His but first then from then was on, he was as going 15 yards. And then every Titans beat writer at the same time tweeted at the same time. Actually, it's a correction. It's only 12 yards. <laughs> his first one was bad, but he overall, he was a good yes, band-aid. He did. He made up for it. Much uh, better than Trevor Daniel. At least he didn't cost the Titans a game, like literally cost them a game. Look, people don't forget Trevor Daniel, okay? Wherever you are. No, I know where he is. Probably on the street. Yeah, in a uh, FedEx truck. Yeah, he's dropping off a box on a porch, and then he's sprinting back to his truck. Have you mm-hmm. ever been able to catch uh, the UPS delivery guy? No, I have never tried to run after him. Um, which I know, I know Trevor Daniels. Do you out. run after delivery? No, I don't run after him. But like when they ring the doorbell, when I was a kid, I used to like play a game where it's like I would sprint to the door. Oh, you got to catch him on the porch or something. Like try and catch them in the yard. Most yeah. of the times they would be back in their truck driving. Yeah, off. and that happened to my house. I, somebody rang the doorbell and nobody was there. And they didn't, they, I guess they had the wrong house or something. They didn't drop anything off. Um, and I, I, told, I looked at my room. And I said, so who, like, we live in a city. Who does this? Right. And I look down, like, two houses. The UPS man's already already down two houses down the street. It, it, I, they are a freak of nature. Talk about, I want to steal. I wonder if a qualification for that job is, like, a 40-yard dash. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, why are, why are we signing delivery guys as our punters? We should be, they should be our kick returners. They should be our punt returners. Yeah. yeah. I, dude, it's uh, they're way too fast to be. Oh, speaking of punt returners. Yeah. You know who was returning punts this week? Not Chester Rogers, rest in peace. Uncle Mason Kinsey, though. Wait, was he really? I saw yeah. I saw the tweet, the, the Mason Kinsey sighting, but I'll be honest. I did didn't not see him. cite Mason Kinsey. Well, I didn't see him. So I think he had a couple opportunities. I'm sure he had more than a couple, but did, the first punt he should have he should have caught. He should have he should have waved for a fair catch. He let the ball roll all the way down to a two to the two, oh, yeah. which I mean it was his first time back there. You know, well let's give him some. Let's give him a little. He gets to make a mistake, sure. and then from then on, he you know fair catches, fair catches, whatever. Um, let lets it roll harmlessly. But yeah, Mason Kinsey was returning punts. He was activated because Batson's out for the year. Rogers couldn't go. He's the only other guy who's really had time back there. And uh, I mean, I guess you could try Darrington Evans, but he's more of a kick returner. They they 
they used him as well in the kick returning spot. So special teams were a bit shaken up, but when you have Brett Kern back to flip the field, whenever you put him out there, you know that you're going to get 50 from him. It's such a weapon. And the way he's, he can point at a spot on the field. He can point, you know, at, at the three yard line uh, yeah. towards the sideline. He'll put that ball there. Right. A lot of people can't throw a ball like that. He can kick one there. Do you remember those old NFL fantasy commercials where they were? Yeah, they're super exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, heavily edited, super exaggerated. One of them was like Mason Crosby kicking field goals into a clock tower. Yeah, and and then you had, um, who was that tight end? Maybe it was Chris Cooley, like catching a ball on the other side of a wall, busting his hands through. Yeah. Yeah. You had Lawrence Maroney diving through the windows of a car um yes it, it, yeah it was like also these nfl names i'm loving it because they're, they're so random back. now yeah yeah uh but like there's a lot of those commercials brett kern could literally do one of those commercials and it, it without having to edit it no he, edit involved he could punt a football into a a into a trash can 70 yards away there's no doubt in my mind yeah it's it's ridiculous what he does with that football it and Titans fans, like a great punter is not something you think about until you have one. And we should be very grateful that the Titans have a good punter because the the ability to flip a field and or pin a team deep is huge. It's massive. And they did it twice uh, on Sunday. Uh, Brett did. And that's just awesome. And I'd love, so glad to have Brett Kern back. And this is a, this is a huge Brett Kern podcast. Yes. They haven't been able to celebrate him enough this season because he had been injured. He, yeah. This is the only time I feel comfortable saying this, but his groin looked nice on Sunday. You know, that, that was the injured part of his body, his groin. And, yeah. you know, he just he battled coronavirus. He came, or, or COVID, yeah, whatever you want to call it, and came over it, came over it, looked good. He, whenever you have what most people would consider to be, you know, the best player at his position on your roster, you just don't really, even at, you know, punter, even if it's a, a right guard, to have the best player in the entire league, which is really the best player in the entire world, if you think about it in a, in a, in a grander scale, on your roster, they just transform what you're able to do. The, it's great to have him back. No, look, dude, Jack, if you want to, if you want to talk about, Brett Kern's groin. I mean, we can sit here and talk about his groin. Yeah. I bet it's uh I bet it's so smooth down there. Okay. All right. Let's move. What's our next I, one? I'm sorry, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, you, you were the one who brought it up. Uh, real quick before we get to remember the Titan or no, Colts Hate Week. Uh, before we get to Colts Hate Week, um, I do want to mention Matt Castle. Why? See Titans quarterback. Isn't he a broadcaster now? Uh he is I want to say he's in New England. He, NBC Sports Boston analyst. Well done, yeah. Jack. Um, okay. He is uh, – <laughs> my man is trying hard, hard to get that blue check mark, trying to get verified. And he, he tweeted uh, the other day, he said, dang, at verified, hashtag get cast dog verified, which I guess cast dog is, is, in, is his nickname. And then he tweeted a screenshot. Cast dog. Gross. What a bad nickname. I don't know. I, I think it's so bad that it's good. I kind of like it. I think it like it's it. I agree. It's terrible, but it's so terrible that it's like I'm it works. bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tweeted a screenshot that says, unfortunately, the request to be verified. The, the request to verify your account has been denied. Now, look, that sucks. I'm not going to look. I, yeah, you can go, that you can does. Go, you can go a lot of different ways on this on this. You could say, 
Oh, someone complained about not getting a blue check. What a tool. Not me. No, I think it's, I look, Matt Castle should be verified. And I, I think, I, I think it's, it's tough. I, in fact, there are a lot of people that are verified that definitely should not be verified. Matt Castle should be verified. Yeah. I mean, he took the Patriots to the playoffs. He should, he got paid a lot of money in the NFL. He was around for a long time. People forget that he also won uh, 11 games with the Patriots yeah. uh, in a year Tom Brady went down and which kind of proof that Tom Brady is a system quarterback. And now people are probably saying Austin, but Tom Brady's winning down in Tampa, proving that he's not a system quarterback. No, 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 no. Tom Brady winning in Tampa is proving that he joined a damn super team. If you're going to clown LeBron for joining super teams in Miami, you got to clown Tom Brady for doing so in Tampa. He, wow. he, he joined an already stacked offense. One of the best offenses in the league. Look it up. That's not, that's not hyperbole at all. Number one offense, number three, uh, number three rushing offense, number one passing offense. Uh, that's because Jameis was Jameis threw 30 picks though. He was, right. they, they got his team. He got his team down in a hole and those yards were, were fake yards. They were one win away from the playoffs with Jameis Winston with the number one offense in the sport. And then Tom Brady comes to town and he brings a couple of friends, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. Yeah. I'd say that's a damn super team. Okay. So let's not, before uh, you, you know, how I'm I glad we got to fit in a little Tom Brady slander. Though. I hate Tom Brady so much. And I hate how much love he's getting right now for how good they are. Yeah. The team is good. You could literally put a, Oh, a 44 year old at quarterback is impressive to you. You could put an 86 year old at quarterback with that offense. Put freaking is you know Johnny Unitas is dead, isn't he? Oh yeah, maybe he sounds he sounds dead. You can put Warren Moon back Johnny there. Unitas. Look, wheel him out on a dolly. I don't care. Put the corpse of Johnny <laughs> Unitas out there, and he'd still win eleven games with that with that Tampa Bay Bucks offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all he has I to just, do is I, just I, lay there I, and hand it off, doesn't he? I just have mad respect for um for Matt Castle, who looks a lot like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Cast dog. Cast dog. Yeah. I've got a yeah. lot of respect for cast dog. Uh, get him verified. So if you want to, and he's tweeting a lot about it, it's actually kind of funny, but uh, his, his account is at M underscore castle C A S S E L. I think, I think getting verified is an elitist, an elitist move. If I ever am verified, which I don't think I ever will be, nor should I be. I said, I send it back. I don't want your blue check mark. I'm a man of the people. You and me are different there. I want to get verified. You want to? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I just, that blue check, it gives meaning to life. It gives value. It gives value to, uh, to this waste, this the simulation that we're stuck Yeah. This God forsaken <laughs> wasteland that I'm wandering every single day. Give me that blue check just so I have some sort of meaning. I stuff. send it back. Yeah. And so look, but that, look, I, I would, I would expect you to have that take you and I, it's it's the best buddy cop in podcasting right now <laughs> best buddy buddy cop look our buddy cop movie is so good that jack probably won't watch it <laughs> <laughs> come on lay off man you're gonna All get right. the twitter masses to come at me like they already do every week <laughs> eldon get him get him eldon uh it's colt hate week um and i know we all want to be like how in the hell are the titans underdogs against the colts this week yes um i'll say this vegas knows the titans better than we do because we're all falling into the trap again. As Titans fans, we should know better than anyone that they string together a couple oh, of really impressive yeah. wins. And then and next it, thing we know, they're losing a game they shouldn't. <laughs> Cough, the Jets. <laughs> yeah. I, look, 
part of me is half expecting Taylor Lewan to say something to the media this week because you know you know we're due for one of those. We're you know we're due for Taylor Lewan to just say something dumb and then the team go out and lose the very next week. Yeah, I don't know though. Concussion protocol—they don't like having like lights and flashes and people in, in front of guys who are coming out out of that blue tent, right? Well, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, who can pass concussion protocol just by saying, oh, "I'm Patrick Mahomes." That's true. And if you remember last year in the playoffs, something similar happened where he was right. actually knocked the hell out. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, like the concussion protocol that the Chiefs have to go through is probably just like, like say a number, and he'll be like. V and they'll be like, that's Roman. What do you say? He said three. He said three. Get him back out there. Find his helmet. <laughs> uh, also, look, and, and the only reason I'm, I'm saying this is I, I do feel a little nervous about this week. Uh, well, it's a huge I, game. It is. A, it's a huge game. It's a division game. The, the Colts coming off of a big win on Monday night, a sloppy win, but a, a, it was an important win. Man, the Niners suck this the year. Niner, yeah, thanks for nothing, Niners. I thought that they would win that game, man. Out and out in San Fran in the elements with a dome team coming in. Let us down. I, yeah, I know. Hey, who this week? Who is the pressure really on? Is it on the Titans to close out the division, or is it on the Colts to keep their season alive? Ooh, good question. Good question. Those are the only kind of those. You will only get those questions asked on the Titan Up podcast. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Four and a half stars to the Titan of Idiots, 0.5 stars to Buck. Uh, I would say, damn, that's tough, dude. I want to say it, I, it, it's like 51-49 Colts. I think the pressure is just slightly so? more on the Colts. But I think there's a lot of pressure on the Titans. I don't know if they sense it. I don't know if the team senses it. But we as fans definitely do. Because we know. Yes. Be, and you know why? Because it's been a long time since the Titans have – closed out a division even in the years that they've won a division which prior to the last couple it has been it's always week 17 isn't it week six always at the end of the year it yeah. very rarely have they wrapped up a division early uh it, have they ever i don't think they've ever done that uh 13 and three year with Kerry Collins. yeah true 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 uh 2010 i want to say 2008 maybe 2008 2008, 2008. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 2008. Um, they they closed it out hella early. They could. They were able to. And then they know, lost their first playoff game after stomping on the towel and getting. All hurt. right. Yeah, we know. You didn't have to bring up that part, Jack. Uh, but I, th- I, you go ahead and finish your your take here, and then I'm gonna think, go again. I just you. think it's slightly more on the Colts because if the Colts lose this game, kind of like you said, the division race is all but over. It's it's you know it's what you're doing is. It's in hospice care, is what I'll say. It's the division races. It's in hospice care. It's it's on a it's on a ventilator. It, uh, people are are coming in to visit. They're they're flying across country to go visit, say their last goodbyes, for the division race. That's where the division race is at. I think it's on the Titans this week, and I'm only saying that because the Titans heading into the season. What did we say? The Titans are ready to compete for a Super Bowl. Losing this game would be a step back, and losing this game would leave the Colts just a game back in the division. The Titans, if you haven't forgotten, yes, they've had recent success, but since 2003, the Titans are only 9-28 and 28 against the Colts. But they have won, the Titans have won the last three out, the three out of the last four and five out of the last nine. So recent, recent memory, the Titans have done well in these games. But it just seems like such a big moment and it's such a letdown spot after winning two straight games. I get it. It's a divisional game and there's really no room to, or no reason why the Titans would come out flat. But the Titans to close this division out by week eight, that seems like a tough task before the season. Now we're at the point where it's a realistic possibility. The Titans could do it. Right. 
But this Colts team's a little different. When they when they played the Colts the first time, Wentz was really immobile. We didn't know if he was going to play until the day of. Um, and they were dealing with many other injuries. Now Quentin Nelson's still gone, and this defensive line is hot. You need to have – your O-line needs to come, come ready to play playing this Titans D-line now, which who thought we would be saying that. Right. But – I think it's on the Titans this week because, you know, they're on the road in a place that there's not a lot of great memories to fall back on. Um, it's a place where you haven't had a ton of success over I, the years. I miss the RCA dome, to be honest. Yes, yeah, me too. And it, it's – to win twice against the Colts in a year is a tough task. It's very it, – I don't – when was the last time they did it? Uh, what, the Nixon administration? It was somewhere around there, yeah. It, you know, I think it was uh, pre-Watergate. Yeah, actually. No, but the last time they did it, they, they will say they've won two in a row, but this time it was, it was the last game last year. And then the first game that they met this year, the last time they won two in a row against the, the, the Colts in the regular season was 2017. So not too far back, but I mean, oh, really? it's still four years ago. Damn. Was it really 2017? 2017. They won both games. Um, I believe that was, that was the Jacoby Brissett year. Yeah. I've, I think that was our first. No luck was still there. Luck well, was luck there was up injured. until 2018. Luck was injured, though. Yeah, but he, okay, he was still playing, but he was not yeah. healthy for that. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I think it's on the Titans. I, they've got a lot of pressure this week. Um, to put a division away, which is something they've struggled at, you know, right. for their entire entire history, and then to beat a team twice that they haven't really beaten twice many times. Right. They're, on the road. This is the second one on the road, too. The Titans have won two of their biggest games of the season in a span of less than a week. Uh, and – on a short week, they did that to the Chiefs. I'm going to go sports talk radio host on you. This week is even bigger than both of them. This week is very important. And I, I'm interested to see how Vrabel responds. Because in years past, there you've seen a bit of a letdown. After big wins, after um, you know massive statement victories. There's a letdown seen, there. There's a bit of a letdown. And look. You can't expect the Titans to play as well as they did on Sunday, this Sunday. It's not going to happen because that they played nearly flawless on Sunday. They're going to they're going to have an automatic letdown. It's it's a matter of how they respond and if they can control the game throughout. That's what I'm looking for. And Jack, I'll tell you this: the main reason I'm so nervous for this game is because Jared Stillman. Oh, God, what did he say? He tweeted, my dad is overly nervous that Titans are going to lose this week. Shit, they are in trouble. If Mr. Stillman's nervous about the Titans, then you bet your ass Austin Huff is <laughs> about these Titans going this week. Jared Stillman's father. I mean, you got to think about it. Jared Stillman was not created in a lab. He didn't grow out of the ground nor on a tree. Um he had to come from somebody, and we all know how to take Jared Stillman. Imagine yeah. just how his dad is. He's... First of all, we have yet to get Jared Stillman on this podcast, which I kind of really want to. Let's do that. Let's make that if, happen. Look, if you if I gave you Zach Mettenberger as a guest, you should give me Jared Stillman. I'll do it. I want you, Jared Stillman. I, you're, I, I you're, like Jared Stillman. Your wish is my command. I will, I will get Jared Stillman on this podcast. I want Jared Stillman on this podcast, and and then after that, actually, no, screw that. Forget Jared Stillman. I don't want Jared Stillman. We don't want him anymore. I want Jared Stillman's dad on this. Oh, that's see, that's a bit tougher. I don't have. I don't think I have the. I would. The oh mutuals my gosh. There. The amount of fun I would have with Jared Stillman's dad. I. Jared Stillman's dad. 
probably has Titans takes for days. If Jared, think about how many takes Jared has. His DNA is was broken off of Jared Stillman's dad's DNA. He came from the loins of his father, like we he all do. Came, yeah, Jared Stillman was his dad's sperm, all right? So think about how many hot takes Jared Stillman's dad has packed in each sperm, you know? You know how only like one, what, is it, like, what do you call it? Like one sperm survives out of all the million sperms right. that, are, that are disseminated? The I bet Jared Stillman just annoyed all the other sperms, and that's how he got born. I'm not, but they're I, like, dude, I don't care what you think. The Browns are not winning a Super Bowl this year. Look, I'm going home. I'm leaving. I'll be in the next load. You're talking literally. About, you're talking about future uncle Jared Stillman. Okay. He's going to come on this podcast and you all this slander. I want you to, like I did, like I owned it with Zach Bentberger. I read the things that I had said negatively about him. And I don't think I've tweeted anything terribly about him. No, but you said a lot on this podcast terribly about him. Yeah, I want true. you to go back and listen to all 86 episodes. Okay, and I'll do it this week. That negative about Jared. <laughs> all right, so shout out Jared Stillman's dad. All right, let's uh, let's remember the Titan. What do you say? You want to go first? You want me to go first? Oh, I I, I want to let you go first. We got to start mixing this up. I I want to I want you to go first for a couple of weeks, then I'll get I'll jump back on the horse. Oh, I've got my guy ready, and I think we'll all have fun with it, and we'll definitely hate my guy, but. I want you to start before I'd lead us down this dark road. Dude, you, dude, I will, you're, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. Okay? It's like a, which do you want first, good news or bad news? Right. And I'm the good news, right? Yes, yes, exactly. I well, I don't know who your guy is, but we'll see. Well, I'll tell you who my guy is, all right? Uh, look, I, look, and I'll admit, I'm taking a chance on this guy. Oh, no. You are him. bad news. You're the bad news all along. May have, may have mentioned him earlier on in this podcast. <laughs> On accident. I wasn't even supposed to bring him up, but I had him on my mind because I knew he was my remember the Titan this week. None other than Chance, Nikolai, Warmack. And yes, I just made up his middle name. I was going to say that's a great middle name. I know. Wouldn't it be great? Chance Nikolai Warmack? No, he doesn't have a middle name according to Wikipedia. Uh, the first round, 10th overall pick of the 2013 draft to your Tennessee Titans. But I would be remiss if I did not mention that he played like the first pick of the 10th round <laughs> of the draft in his time with the Tennessee Titans, because during his rookie year, my man started 16 games, which is what you ask for, for a first round draft pick cough. <clears throat> Looking at you, Isaiah Wilson cough. <clears throat> mm, sorry. I had a tickle in my throat. Uh, he started 16 games his rookie year, but, and pro football focus, since this is a big PFF podcast, he gave, gave him positive grades for only four games in the season, four out of 16. So my man was, <laughs> he had positive grades in only a quarter of the season. See, that's, that's a classic thing. case of using PFF only to help your narrative. Right, right. I probably shouldn't have brought it up in this case, but the Titans went two and 14 that season. So honestly, I'm surprised that he, he had four games uh, with a positive grade. Uh, that was, those were some dark days, Tennessee Titans. I think it was Ken Wisenhunt era. He was he, walking for the Met show. He was blocking for the Met show. Yeah. In fact, we should have asked some chance warm at questions uh, to Zach last week. Um, the Titans did not pick up his fifth year option. I wonder why. Then he went uh, to the Eagles and won a damn Super Bowl. So that's pretty typical. I feel like, I feel like just, I feel like players just leave the Titans and like bad. That hurts more than most though. We'll leave the I wouldn't be surprised if Corey Davis won a Super Bowl this year. Like that's All right, let's not get carried away. The Jets will never win a Super Bowl again. No, you're right. Uh, but Chance Warmack, Super Bowl champion uh, in Super Bowl 52. 
three-time BCS national champion. He went to a school called Alabama. Ever yeah. heard of him? Mm-hmm. Uh, two-time SEC champion. Unanimous All-American in 2012. First team All-SEC all in 2012. Second team All-SEC in 2011. Now, he uh, last year, played for the Seahawks. And he opted out of the 2020 season due to uh, a, a, a virus called COVID-19. That's interesting. And then, uh, and then he was released after the season on February 8th, 2021. That's, that's one of those things where it's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my two week vacation. And then you get back from your, your vacation and your, your boss is like, you're fired. (laughs) Nothing's on your desk. Your, your office space has been cleared out. Right. But look, in Chance's defense, that wasn't the first time he opted out of a season. Am I right? Titans. Oh, Ohio. All right. Look, uh, but the so uh, another interesting <laughs> fact about Chance Warmack is uh, he has a younger brother named Dallas who also played offensive guard for the University of Alabama but transferred to the University of Oregon after the 2017 season. All right, so think about this for a second. All right, not to do a a, uh, a drive by of the Cowboys here, but naming your kids Chance and Dallas, meaning you've got a fat Chance and Dallas, <laughs> like a fat Chance. And Dallas, like yeah. that, to me tells you that just tells you about every uh, Cowboy season of their hopes for the, for the Super Bowl, huh? That's right. Yeah, that, good. Was, that's that good work. That's joke. I was straining yeah. for that one. It's okay. It works. I, I should have stretched before this podcast. Yeah, I, you your I, shoulders I, probably come out of socket. It's at this still point. preseason. I it's still preseason. Yeah, I mean. it's preseason. So you, let us work into this. Let it's preseason for uh, our podcast too. So mine this week. Mm, man, Titans fans, if you remember this guy, which I think a handful of you guys will, played wide receiver. He went to went to the University of Connecticut for college, um, and he's actually from Windsor, New Jersey, so he's a Northeastern guy. He played the position of wide receiver, and his name is Nick, no middle name found, Williams. Just say Nikolai. Nick Nikolai Williams. <laughs> He spent so so originally he he was a UDFA. Washington picked him up in 2013. Um, before he was with the Falcons, you know he he was bouncing around from practice squad to practice squad in 2014, and from 2015 to 2017 he was with the Falcons, where he only caught 25 passes for 248 yards, a couple touchdowns. But in 2018, the Titans he found his way on the practice squad, yeah. and. And then he was really, after he was signed and released at the time, the Titans officially re-signed him September 18th, 2018. Now, he didn't even last a month. Because if you'll remember, in week five in 2018, the Titans were in a pillow fight with the Bills. I mean, a complete rock fight. Nobody could score. Late in the game, Marcus Mariota, former Titans quarterback, and I, I think we remember him, he had Nick Williams wide open on the left side of the field for a go-ahead touchdown late in the game. Nick Williams dropped it. Oh. Dropped it. And then he was cut on October 9th, which was uh, just about two weeks late, three weeks later. So, and, you know, Nick Williams is doesn't really have a whole lot under personal life. You know, it's just where he played high school and where he grew up. But he was a pre-kinesiology major. Kinesiology. Kinesiology. Mason, Mason Kinesiology. Yes, Mason Kinesiology. Major while at the at the University of Connecticut. So mine, and what I wanted to point out was we have gone, the Titans have gone 
from having Nick Williams play and, and targeted in crucial moments of the regular season in just 2018 to a season in 2021 where the Titans through seven weeks have had six different leading receivers in games. Week one was Chester Rogers. Week two, Julio. Week three, NWI, who could forget. Week four, Jeremy McNichols led the team against the Jets in receiving yards. So it kind of spells defeat. Um, Marcus Johnson in week five, and then the last two weeks, A.J. Brown has come back to life despite being tried, despite being a, despite an assassination attempt from Chipotle. He's led the Titans in receiving yards the past two weeks. So the Titans have gone from Nick Williams to a cast of, of six, seven different capable wide receivers who are all contributing this year, and thank God for that. Nick Williams, the chapter on you has closed. We will never return to that book. <laughs> Jeez. That was, that was both poetic but also uh, so mean. Uh, I don't, he, he lost the game for the time. He single-handedly dropped the game. Well, yeah, but you know who else dropped a uh, wide-open pass? Who? The man we almost got on this podcast, Drew Bennett. Oh, God, man, he cost the big, big game. Uh, okay. Exactly, we've, we've, our bygones are bygones with him. <laughs> yeah, with, with Drew Bennett, it's like, oh, we don't care. Dude, That that's no, no sweat off our back. Nick Williams, get off of our team. Never return to Nashville. <laughs> You're not welcome here. <laughs> uh all right jack um i'm gonna i think we should go ahead and uh get out of here uh mainly for one reason uh the world series is starting right now as we how about those braves and look this is on tuesday again so i don't know what's gonna happen tonight and that could have been a woo before a 10 nothing defeat where the astros start whistling and beating trash cans but we don't know yet i'm about to go watch it i'm so excited the braves are here yeah, I know, I know. I did not have to bring this up, but I did because uh, last week we talked about how uh, the Dodgers and Braves were in the NLCS, and I'm a Dodgers fan, much mm-hmm. like your uncle Jim Wyatt, uh, and you are a Braves fan. Yes. Will I look? I'm going to be the bigger man here. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, the I hate you, but congratulations. <laughs> but I will say this: I am. I am jumping on the Braves bandwagon, and I know that's not. You're allowed. I'll let you. I, I hate it when people do that, but the only reason I'm doing it is because of my hatred for the Astros, the Dodgers, and Clayton Kershaw. More importantly, would be World Series champions in 2017, the greatest Dodgers team I had ever witnessed in my life. They took a cheating Astros team to Game Seven. And, and lost in seven games. It took seven games with the Astros cheating to beat the Dodgers. That's how good that Dodgers team were. I am, oh, and damn. Oh my gosh, lead off home run for the Braves. I'm sorry. Uh, here I am talking. And Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler, dude, I love me some Jorge Soler. Uh, me too. Look, I want the Braves to freaking absolutely destroy the Astros because I hate their guts and um, a seeing them lose just makes me feel better inside as a Dodgers fan because they cheated the Dodgers out of a world series and didn't get punished for it. Well, Dodgers right. could have gotten back this year. If Trevor Bauer could control his sexual needs. Oh, easy dude. Jeez. Trevor Bauer's a bad guy. I know. I think Dodgers fans hate Trevor Bauer just as much as anyone else in the sport. Oh, I'm not coming to Dodgers. I'm just saying the man. All right. Yeah. Trevor Bauer sucks. Um, Trevor Bauer's a bad guy. 
but but make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel so you can watch mm-hmm. his vlogs. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, Pat, yeah. Speaking of podcasts, hey, and uh, A to Z is on YouTube. I don't know if you guys know this or not. A to Z is on YouTube. Go subscribe to A to Z. We post our uh, full interviews every single week on uh, on that podcast. I mean, I mean on that on that channel. So go subscribe there. You can watch our Zach Mettenberger interview. You can watch uh, I I think some others that we've posted on there. I don't know. Uh, but go check, go check out A to Z sports on YouTube. Also check out A to Z sports on all the socials, check out at tighten up podcast on Instagram at tighten up pod on Twitter. Go give us a follow, become a part of our community, become a tupper. Okay. Then you'll get in on all of our damn inside jokes and, uh, unfunny jokes as well. Uh, and you can, and you'll get great Titans content pushed to your feed every single week and while you're at it while you're while you're just like on twitter going on a following spree go ahead and follow at jack a gentry on twitter and uh, because he's awesome and a great follow and especially if you're a braves fans brave slash titans fan for sure braves titans there's all there's a there's a couple other teams the preds they're gonna be bad this year they already are Big win on Sunday though against the Wild. Yeah, two and four. Hey, yeah, don't don't sleep on the Preds. Yeah, hey, tickets are going to be cheap this year though. I'm excited about that. Yeah, there you go. And uh, you need to come up to Chicago for a game. We'll go to see them in uh, Blackhawks. They've got yeah. a whole mess going on in the yeah, front you office. Talk about there. bad hockey teams. Yeah, like Blackhawks. Which you, hey, you hate to see it. No, you don't. No, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, we're gonna we need to get out of here. Oh, you can follow me at Austin Huff on uh, Twitter. Uh, Jack, you got anything for the road? What did we say we would ask? Um, oh, yeah. Rate rate the Bobby Hart meter. Bobby Hart controversy meter. One oh, yeah. to Isaiah Wilson. On a, cha- on a scale of one to Isaiah Wilson. Where but you can't rate it with a number. You have, to, you have to say a person. You have to match your rating with a, with a person not named Bobby Hart. So it's a tough challenge. Okay. All right. So is he a... Um, is he a Chance Warmack on the one to the Isaiah Wilson? Well, Chance was never like on social. I, I feel like you mm-hmm. got to find like a Titan that was like really obnoxious on social media yeah you're gonna have to be really good at this really probably the only there's probably gonna be one person that tries this and they will automatically be deemed the the winner by default no matter how bad the answer their answer was i remember one time i wrote a blog for corked bats years ago when chris johnson was still in the league about how uh how chris johnson needed to hire an intern from vanderbilt to transcribe his tweets (laughs) you know to like like yeah, his tweets into, are like, still a little rough around the edges yeah for sure no and, and that's fine like i'm not i'm not knocking the way he tweets i'm just saying chris johnson that, is a man that's involved in controversy you know how you can do like subtitles on netflix shows now yeah like that's just what the, what is needed for for certain chris johnson tweets and you get a uh like someone really intelligent with like a really strong vocabulary like a vanderbilt grad yeah get them to type them out and i i did a few i you know i did a few mock ones uh, that was good times Anyway, Good times. I don't even know how we got here. Uh, all right, we need to get out. We need Go to get Braves. Out. Love you guys so much. Uh, follow us on all the socials. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we love, we have fun. We look, Jack and I, it, it's funny. Jack and I are adorable. We will text each other throughout the week talking about how much we enjoy doing Tuesday nights together. That's true. That happened this week. I also wish you a happy birthday because yeah. I don't forget. You don't forget. No, you did. And I appreciate that. That's I also funny. saw a million times on your social media you reposting people and I was like it's his birthday today I forgot about that. Yeah. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Wow, you got great Waffle House presents. Waffle House? Yeah. 
Can oh, somebody yeah, send uh, you some Waffle House? Yeah, my producer, uh, my producer here in Chicago, he gave me because uh, there's no Waffle House here in Chicago. And yeah, that's a me, crime. If there's one place I love and all with all my heart, it's Waffle House. Oh, there you go, Braves scoring another run. It's no way. The top of the first. All right, we need to get out. All right, I gotta go watch this game. All right, I love you guys. Uh, I guess until next week, tighten tighten up. up. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo. Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 